ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय so uh, we were supposed to have questions and answers but um we decided because our friends have come that uh, I was told that Fra Slave had particular interest in philosophical aspects of Krishna consciousness so I thought I would uh, continue the discussion we were having this morning from Srimad Bhagavatam's descriptions of the transcendental characteristics of the personality of Godhead please set it up um one question which may have come up which i'll answer or i'll address um, is that of bongo drums in kirtan which has recently become popular uh, it certainly gives a strong beat which is pleasing it helps to get the uh, rhythm going so that's acceptable kirtan lokesh prabhu you're going to fill in what these were like kirtan technical words you so um but there are, there are basically uh two approaches in vaishnav behavior manida prabhu was talking about how we have to present krishna consciousness as not simply uh some rules and regulations but it's fun and certainly krishna consciousness is fun because it is the nature of god and the nature of the servants of god to be joyful um but one approach is doing what we like or what seems to be nice to us and the other approach is doing exactly what he wants of us so although playing bongo drum in kirtan may be nice to us and it's a, it's not banned or not unacceptable but um we know that cartels and radangas these are the eternal paraphernalia of lord chaitanya's sankirtan movement which um is specifically pleasing to mm-hmm. krishna we we sing madhur 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 shankar bajay ghanta bajay madhur 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 this uh ridanga shankar the conch the, the the bell these are all very sweet they sound very sweetly so that's pleasing to krishna and krishna chaitanya So the bongo drum is loud but it's not as sweet as a mridanga. So like I say you it can be played just like pizza can be offered but Znači može se svirati isto kao što your shoulder or mother shachi offer. So Prabhupada knew that unless you know Prabhupada was expert at taking our material desires and as he used the word dovetailing them into Krishna's service. But a uh looking from the other side from krishna's side krishna what he wants of us as his servants that's a better approach this will be uh intricately dis- or or in detail discussed in my upcoming book on shila bhakti siddhanta sarasvati thakur who cited this understanding as the cornerstone of all his teachings om namo bhagavate vasudevaya om namo bhagavate जन्मादस्यतोन्वयद्तरतस्चाथेस्वस्वराट्तेने ब्रह्म हृदा यदि कवे मुह्यंत 
Tejo vari mridang yatha vinimeyo yatra trisargo mrsha dhamna svena sadani rasta kuhakang satyang parang dhimahi. Now this morning we discussed briefly the uh, invocation Omnamo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Very briefly discussing that Vasudev, the all-pervading son of Vasudev, is the supreme personality of Godhead, that uh, he is to be offered respects to, that is uh, axiomatic, or at least it should be, but because we're not accepting that, we are in this material world. So in this verse we have a summary of the transcendental characteristics of the personality of Godhead. This verse has also been uh, explicated in a in an entirely different manner by Srila Jiva Goswami, uh, in which he describes he that this verse describes Krishna's pastimes in Vrindavan. Anyway, when we've been through to the tenth canto, then we can come back again to here, then we can discuss that. So the uh, the the invocation Omnamo Bhagavate Vasudevaya offers respects to the supreme personality of Godhead. Why? he should be considered the Supreme Personality, of, why he is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, what his characteristics are, are explained summarily herein, which uh, forms the subject matter of the entire Bhagavatam. The first words, Janmadi Asya Yataha, they are the same as the second of the sutras or aphorisms in the Vedanta Sutra. The Vedanta Vedanta means the uh, final knowledge in the Vedas. Ved means knowledge, and Vedanta means the uh, final subject of knowledge. Uh, Vedanta refers to the Upanishads, which give knowledge of the Absolute Truth. And Vedanta Sutra summarizes in aphorisms that knowledge. And again, that knowledge is uh, fluffed out or explained Herein in Srimad Bhagavatam, Vedanta Sutra begins with the uh, call that Atato Brahma Jignasa. Now one should inquire into spiritual reality. What now means is explained differently by different Acharyas. Now means in the human form of life, and uh, especially the. Um, that after being through all the Vedic knowledge which is meant for uh, pious enjoyment, one should come to the level of considering what is the actual purpose of the Vedas. After being through the Purva Mimamsa, the Karmakanda section of the Vedas, Veda. one should come to this Uttar Mimamsa. Mimamsa means deliberation. Deliberation, it means... Uh, Take it, considering very deeply. So, uh, atato brahma jignasa. One should inquire into the absolute truth. Brahma, this word is also used in this verse. It also means the Vedas or the Vedic knowledge. So now one should inquire into the actual purpose of the Vedas. So, uh, what is that absolute truth that is to, to be inquired into? That is immediately described in the second 
Sutra Vedanta Sutra. Janmadhyasya Yataha. The absolute truth is the source of all emanations. So Vedanta Sutra, it is a summary of the Upanishads. So these two first sutras, this Atato Brahma Jignasa and Janmadhyasya Yataha, they are a summary of uh, the uh, important statements in Taittiriya Upanishad. Here, Janma Adi means Janma uh, means birth or creation, etc., which means uh, creation, maintenance, and destruction. Uh, the understanding we get from the Vedas is that the material universe is not just created at one time, but is Bhutva Bhutva Praliyate, created, maintained for some time, destroyed, then again created, maintained, and destroyed over vast expanses of time. As uh, Dhrutakama Prabhu explains, it is a uh, it is a circular understanding of time rather than a linear one. So uh, Taitiriya Upanishad explains that Yato va imani bhutani jayanti the the absolute fr- that from which everything comes yena jatani jivanti that in which everything lives or exists. Mm. Yat, uh, what's the next line? Yat prayat yapisang vishanti. That uh, by into which everything again enters. Tad vidyagyasasva. That is the proper subject of inquiry. Tad brahmeti. That is the absolute truth. Now there are uh, many philosophers who presume this absolute truth to not be a person. That the absolute truth is an undefined. Uh, impersonal is not even possible to say substance reality uh, but especially Sripad Ramanujacharya has uh, given extensive uh, scriptural argument to establish that Tadbrahmeti that absolute truth which is described here is the supreme personality of Godhead Lord Vishnu he has broken the teeth of the Vedanti those who presume themselves to know Vedanta, but who deny the personality of God. So that the absolute truth is the source of all emanations. Prabhupada, in his introduction to, to the Srimad Bhagavatam, he has given a, uh, a very meaningful in, introduction. Uh, very, mm. that the, 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 Prabhupada writes that the concept of God and the concept of the absolute truth are not on the same level that generally the absolute truth is considered to be impersonal oh, which by is the smart. so-called philosophers. And there is a concept of God as uh, a cosmic order supplier. Um, and even there are, even the impersonal philosophers accept Ishvara, the supreme controller. But they consider him to be also an emanation from yes. the Supreme Absolute Truth. That from which everything comes. So they presume that God also comes from that. But Prabhupada explains how the Srimad Bhagavatam explains how that the Supreme Controller is the Supreme Person, is that Absolute Truth. He is not an emanation from it. Mm. As Lord Krishna explains in Bhagavad Gita. Aham Sarvasya Prabhavaha I am the source of everything. Everything is generated from myself. Mata sarvam pravartate, everything comes from me. 
So because the impersonal philosophers are so much fixed in the concept that everything must come from a, a, an imperson, therefore they presume that when Krishna says aham, that, that Krishna is speaking in cryptic language, that he's speaking in this manner to represent the impersonal from which he comes. But the actual meaning is, according to the impersonal philosophers, is that uh, everything, the, the supreme absolute truth is not a person. But the Vaishnav philosophers have uh, gone to great lengths to show how these speculations of the impersonalists are no more than that. That uh, the supreme absolute truth is the supreme person. Now, this is the... Uh, great contribution of theism that Srila Prabhupada has brought to the Western world, where this confusion also exists. Some of the earliest disciples of Srila Prabhupada explained that when they heard him talking so much about impersonalism and impersonalists and their false ideas, they, they thought he had some kind of vendetta with some sadhus in India that he couldn't forget about and so he kept on talking about but gradually they came to realize that Prabhupada was talking to them Prabhupada came to deliver the western countries which are filled with this impersonalism and voidism so um, even most people who at least give lip service to God they're not most of them are not very much concerned to understand who God is. They uh, they pray to God and they're, they're happy if He gives them something, but the the implications of praying to Him, they don't think about it very much. And if you're praying, then you must be praying to a person. But when it comes to praying to God, then there's some vague thought of Him as a person. But if there's any discussion about the nature of God, which mostly people don't like to enter into very much, then they uh, relegate Him to uh, impersonalism. They say, God is love. But that is not exactly correct. Rather, he is the rep he is the object of love, the repository of all love. Love in itself is, an, is, is a quality which has to be shared between people. So to say God is love means that if, if we don't qualify that by saying that uh, God is the source of all love uh, and the object of all love and the giver of love unless we qualify that by accepting him as a person then we're actually uh, relegating him to a to the status of something some quality to be enjoyed by ourselves so by um, claiming to elevate God to a status above ourselves he is simply cosmic love uh, we actually deny his personality. So, the Srimad Bhagavatam gives knowledge of the personality of Godhead. Personality means qualities. Uh, he is a person. It means he has personal relationships. He has personal likes and dislikes. That's why we're saying bongo drum, pizza. We can do. And he may say, all right, that's nice. What he likes is mudanga. So, what are his characteristics? How can we understand about him? Uh, we say a person, uh, we generally we de tend to deny that because we we think of a person as being a, a limited person. The absolute truth means unlimited. But if we say a person, that immediately brings in the concept of limitation. Person means form. 
And form means uh, present in a certain a particular point of space. So that means limited. Just like we are sitting here means we are not also sitting in Zagreb. But that is uh, already hinted at in the name Vasudev. Which means that he is the son of Vasudev and simultaneous uh, person and simultaneously all pervading. And we say, we say, well that's not possible. And that's true. It's not possible for you and me. But you and I are not God. That's the difference between us and God. That he is unlimited. The absolute truth means complete in all respect. So he is simultaneously localized and all pervading. Absolute truth means everything is included within the absolute truth. So he is anoraniyan. He is the smallest of the small. And uh, what's the next line? Mahamahiyan. He is the greatest of the greatest. Everything is within him and he is within everything. Not possible to understand by mundane intelligence because he is beyond the mundane intelligence. This much we can logically accept that everything is possible for him. So he is the uh, absolute truth, the source of all emanations. Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati described this one verse, 30 days, two hours each day. I'm running out of time here. What is his knowledge and what is my knowledge? What is his realization and what is mine? Mm. One more clause we can discuss. Mm. Anveat means directly. Itarataha means indirectly. Actually, these words have very, very deep import, which which can be explained in many ways. Cha-arteshu, all his purposes are served directly and indirectly. This, uh, again, suggests his uh, his unlimited powers. Parasya Shaktiya Vivid, again from the Upanishads, Parasya Shaktiya Vivid Haiva Shruyate Swabhavaki Jnana Balakriyacha that uh, the Supreme has uh, unlimited energies which are uh, described in various ways. His energies of... Uh, they, they act automatically. His energies of knowledge, strength and activity. So all these energies of the Supreme Lord, they work as if automatically. They're fully under His control, but at the same time He's not belabored in controlling everything. Prabhupada gives the example, we sometimes see that picture of Atlas holding up the earth and it looks as if he's straining under the weight. But all the energies which by which all the universes are uh, created, maintained and destroyed are under Krishna's control. Drum. Just see how the scientists with so much research, they're finding out some tiny little bits of information about how the universe is running on. And with much research and much endeavor, they uh, discover something about some of the energies and how to uh, use them. So in this way, they've they've discovered this uh, atomic power, thermal power, steam power, electromagnetism, and so many different. But uh, they they have to have very precisely controlled systems, otherwise disaster. Otherwise, Chernobyl or something like this. 
But Krishna is uh, creating, maintaining, destroying all the millions of universes which are millions of times more complex than anything any scientist can even imagine what to speak of creating. So we might imagine Krishna, you know, getting up in the morning and, you know, he has so he can't sleep at night because he has so much anxiety how to oversee everything. You know, he has he has so many arms because he has so many phones he has to answer. Just uh, full of anxiety. Not at all. Simply enjoying. That's another feature of the absolute truth. He is the supreme enjoyer. And he doesn't sleep at night, not because he's in anxiety how to run the universe, but because he's enjoying. To and Ushiva. all his energies are running on automatically and simultaneously under his control. Rohan. He knows everything that's going on everywhere. But at the same time, he's aloof from it all. Very big subject. Krishna, playing in Vrindavan, he knows Everything that's going on in the universe. What universe? This little P universe. Actually, P, that's an exaggeration. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu described it as a mustard seed, which is much smaller than a P. So, all the universe, millions of universes, Krishna knows everything that's going on and he's dancing. He's simultaneously fully aware of everything and at the same time, not aware in as much as he's fully absorbed in his pastimes as his devotee. Mm. So these are some of the dis introductory description of the personality of Godhead. This is the first of 18,000 verses describing him. Peace this be. first verse, which we, now we've almost finished the first line of, oh. just going through it very quickly, is uh, just a summary. But actually all the 18,000 verses, they're just a summary. Ananta Dave with thousands of mouths is is... Describing the glories of the Supreme Lord since Anand. time immemorial, and he never repeats himself, and he never he's, he, there's no end in sight. Therefore, Ananta, his, his glories are unlimited. So, you'd all like to learn this verse, recite it time to time. This is a complete summary of the the total theology of understanding who is God. So, you can please all learn this verse, and then to understand it, then. We can read Srimad Bhagavatam a few times at least and we might start to begin to have some understanding. Of course, we have to engage in devotional service also because by reading, God cannot be understood. So we have, just like Prabhupada said, we have enough to keep us busy all our lifetime. If we discuss one verse every day, then it'll take us 50 years to go through Bhagavatam. Another thing we could do is just discuss one verse every day. There's no end. Ananta. Anyway, this class is ending now. And if there are one or two questions we could take, and then there's going to be drama. Which subject? What is that? You're saying Vishnu Jan Swami? So, if there are one or two questions related to this, they could be given now. I heard one statement that the closer we get to Krishna, that the less and less we need scriptures. So, if you can comment on that, please. Mm. Well, as Prabhupada often said, the gopis of Vrindavan, they were not Vedanta scholars. Uh, but in another sense, they are, because they come again as the six Goswamis, as great philosophical teachers. Um, and it's not that as the six Goswamis, they're any less than in their role as the gopis. Yeah. So, Bhagavatam is Krishna. It's not just a school book. It's not Don't. like that. And it's not simply meant for some dry academic philosophical understanding. Not There's it, nothing dry in Bhagavatam. But rather, um, as Prabhupada writes, that, that uh, one can see 
Krishna in every page of the Bhagavatam. So due to the necessity of the Leela, of Gopi Leela, of Raja Leela, there is no discussion of Vedanta. Although everything the Gopis do and uh, everything the Vrajvasis do and say is in itself the summit level of Vedanta. And it's not that they're without any knowledge because we find for instance them chastising or, or Krishna that that we know you're very cruel to women or, or that you uh, as Ram you had Lakshman cut off the nose of Shurpan, Shurpanaka and we know that you're cheating personality because Purnamasi told us that when you came as Vamandev you cheated Bali Maharaj so they had what appears to be what would be called lokic knowledge of scripture or ordinary knowledge. Now it's very interesting that um, some devotees of the Sahajya class, they're very, they like to read Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur, how he describes Gopi Leela, which is very charming and very intimate. I'm not saying that everyone who reads Vishwanath is a Sahajya, but I'm saying that certain of uh, Sahajya types, they like to read exclusively or discuss exclusively these kind of topics. But Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur has also given elaborate commentary on all the verses of the one, one of the last chapters, which is that 87 of Canto 10, Prayers of the Personified Vedas which is highly philosophical. And uh, he's... Vishwanath Chakravarti has therein explained uh, in highly philosophical terms. He's brought out all, so many uh, nuances or subtleties of the Vedas' prayers. So it wasn't that he didn't know all these things or, or that he was allergic to these things. This uh, praise of Krishna through or description of Krishna through Shastra, that is also the ecstasy of the devotees. So, although in one sense the statement you made is true, it has to be understood very carefully because it's very easy to misuse, as is done by Sahajiyas, Prakrita Sahajiyas, who say that, you know, we don't need any scripture, we just love Krishna. The uh, much misunderstanding arises because the... uh, the activities or behavior or manifestations of a neophyte may be externally appear to be that of similar to that of a most advanced devotee. Uh, a most advanced devotee may uh, not follow some of the rules of Scripture. Generally, he does, but he's not yeah. obliged to. Generally, he does because the, the Scriptures they train us how to act in a manner pleasing to Krishna, and the uh, topmost devotees they without even consulting the scriptures, they, they automatically, they're in tune with what Krishna wants and they act in that way. But sometimes uh, topmost devotees do act, perform activities which are proscribed in scripture and not allowed. They may, for instance, start chastising, Vangshidas Babaji, for instance, would chastise his deities. But that is out of pure love. But if, uh, or he, he, he might not care for them or, you know, he apparently not care for them as as a punishment. He would re- he would refuse to feed them for for some time or something. Maybe. So, but 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 that's done out of pure love, and that's very pleasing to Krishna. 
because it's on the platform of pure love. But if a neophyte devotee neglects his deities on the plea of this is Bhav Seva, whereas actually he's just just lazy and neglectful and he wants to go to a rock concert, Prabhupada's father used to get up late, it says in Prabhupada Lilamrita. So they'll, you know, there's like millions of devotees rise early and they'll find one who doesn't and they'll take that as the standard. This is cheating. The sincere devotee will try to find out the ideal and follow that. And one who is insincere will try to find out any excuse to pretend to be a devotee while not being a devotee. So although the statement you made is... Uh, Tenable, it's possible. Iako je tvoja izjava... But it shouldn't be it shouldn't be said without proper explanation. Otherwise it will it will be misused. That I you see, I'm not following the scriptures because I'm so advanced. You're not following the scriptures because you're a rascal. Well that's the actual thing. But they like to say, Oh, you're just on a lower level. You don't understand. No philosophy, no argument. That's why philosophy is important. Otherwise the disease tendency to uh, act in a this cheating propensity uh, this becomes manifest and it's there when whenever any great religious personality comes to this world they never teach enjoy this world they teach serve the supreme personality of god but inevitably their teachings are seized upon by vultures and jackals who twist it all around and use it for their own sense gratification so i bhaktistan sasra tako He, he wrote this extraordinary article that the, the churches and religious institutions of this world, they are, um, what do you say exactly? It's like they're, they're the, the, the grossest manifestation of atheism under the guise of theism. Because what happens, he didn't explain like this, but I'm giving, I'll whenever there's any now. saintly person or genuine devotee, then uh, people want to offer some donation and they're respectful to him. Donatio. So people, other people, they imitate this. They think, well, this is, a, you know, this is a, you, you just be a saint and people give you money and they respect you and that's great. Mm. As L. Ron Hubbard, the founder of the Scientology Church, said, if you, if you really want to be a millionaire quick, found, just found your own religion. So we have to be very careful of cheaters. It's stated in the second verse of Bhagavata. Anyway, that's all. So we'll have the drama now. What's the word for drama? Predstava. No, different. It's very popular in Russia. Our devotees have spectacle. They, have very, they do very nice dramas. Very devotional dramas.